Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. But first, I've got a VV important question for you. Have you made your plans for That Sounds Fun Day at Dollywood yet? We're having a party at Dollywood on Saturday, May 22nd, and I want you and your friends and your family to join us. We've got so many fun things planned throughout that day, and you can get your discounted tickets at dollywood.com slash that sounds fun. When you go to dollywood.com slash that sounds fun, just click on the calendar to find May 22nd. It's the only date not grayed out. And the discount will apply to that special day. Y'all, I just cannot wait. I can't wait to tell you more. It's going to be so much fun. And before we start the show, I want to tell you about our amazing partner, BetterHelp. We've all hit those moments in life when we're just not exactly sure how to navigate what we're going through. I know I have, and that was when I started seeing my counselor. If you're feeling stuck or there are some areas of your life that you need help navigating, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating quickly, like in under 24 hours. Send a message to your counselor anytime and they'll get back to you with thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Nope, finding a parking place or sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room. And they want you to find a good connection with a therapist you're matched with so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis hotline, but let me tell you what it is. It's professional. It's confidential. It's affordable. It's convenient and it's available worldwide. And the specialties of these licensed therapists span such a wide range, things like grief, self-esteem, relationships, anxiety. Basically, BetterHelp has a counselor who can help you with exactly what you're dealing with, no matter what it is. I want you to start living a healthier life today. And as one of my friends, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and so many of our friends here who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show is one of my real life BFFs, Emily Lay. Y'all know her, you love her. You're probably using her simplified planner us too. Just about the majority of us in this office use our simplified planners. Emily has been on the show before episode 182, but she is back today and we are talking business and we are talking about her new book, Growing Boldly. I think you're going to love this conversation. So here's my conversation with my BFF, one of my favorite friends, Emily Lay. We're having our roof replaced and they're not here today. You're having your roof replaced because why? Hurricane Sally. I mean, y'all's house really was in the middle of Hurricane Sally. It was, yeah. It was uh, It was last September and we are just now having... September of 20? 2020, yeah. I mean, the pictures. What And y'all, where, y'all just stayed in your house? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a category one. So we were like, we'll be fine. Um, our house is built to withstand hurricanes because we take that risk living here. Yeah. And um, it was, then it became like a two really quickly. And then it was almost a three and we just couldn't leave. So we were here and it was, it was terrifying. What's a normal, yeah. when it reaches three, you normally leave? 
Like what oh, would a normal would, life be? I would not stay for anything more than a one. I mean, oh, my, wow. I went through Hurricane um, Hurricane Ivan back in 2004. Yeah. And a tornado took the, the roof off of our house while we were in it. So I don't mess around with those hurricanes. All right. So tell me about yeah. that day. What'd y'all do? Like, did you, do you take the kids? Is it like a tornado? Do you take the kids to the basement? Do you get in a room where there's no windows? What's it like? Usually it's really fast. Like usually it's not a long time. It's just it's a couple of hours of pretty intense weather and you just kind of stay away from the windows and you, you just hunker down, you know, bring in everything from outside and all of that. But this one, Hurricane Sally just had no forward momentum and she just sat over us and it just was water and water. We live on the water wow. and our house is built on pilings, but the water just kept like rising and then the waves and it was, it was really scary. Yeah. I won't do it again. Can you, could, did you still have electronics? Could you like, Hey kids, let's watch Bambi. I don't know. That's yeah. a terrible option we, every time. <laughs> it's always a terrible option. Yeah. We had, um, we had power until 6am and then for whatever reason at around six o'clock in the morning, it got just way worse and was really, really, really terrifying. I mean, we thought, I remember calling my dad and he's about, uh, he and my mom are about 30 minutes North of us. And I, I was like, dad, what do we do? And he was like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you do? And I was like, with our bodies, Yeah. Like, how do we, what if the water keeps, it just kept coming? Like, what if it just keeps coming? And do we go, he was like, you go up, you just, you just mm. keep going up. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, that's one I won't forget. Were the kids scared? No, not really. I don't, I don't think that they, um, kind of understood what could happen. And I feel like as grownups, we we know all the worst case scenarios and my, my head goes straight there, like mm. straight worst case scenario. So they saw, they saw us scared and nervous and, you know, we yeah. had to start bringing things up from the garage and getting them up to the second floor and all of that. So, um, it was, it was an experience for sure. And so now you get a new roof. We are getting a new roof. <laughs> Did it pull off the roof? It, uh, put a lot of holes in our roof okay. and we actually had, um, we had water coming in. So we had water coming in different parts of our ceilings. We had buckets everywhere. And our house is new. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it just, it's just, there was just so much rain. So why do you stay there? Tell me why you stay at a place, even when things like that happen. Because you've got, there has to be more reason. There's more good than bad. But why do people live where hurricanes are? You know, I I grew up here. So it's just something we've always kind of dealt with. And what part of Florida? Don't give us your address, but what part of Florida? Yeah. Not my address. No, okay, no, no, we, if you don't mind. <laughs> we're in Pensacola. Okay. And we live on the water and we, I mean, we love it. It's just a beautiful place. And that kind of a storm is a once, it's a once in a decade kind of a storm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not something you have every year, but yeah, it was a lot. And yeah, you, just you just never know. You just never know. And you know. When you have one bad time in 10 years, the rest of the time where you get to live on the water and see the sunrise out your back window, and it's amazing. What do you have to say to yourself from, I don't know, what is it, July to October that's hurricane season or September, October? Do you live in a constant low-level state of worry, or do you just go like, they'll tell us if it's coming. This is how our lives are. They'll tell us if it's coming. Yeah. Okay. You just, it's just, it's just what you do. You know, it's, right. it's like people who live where there's tons of snow. I wouldn't know the first thing to do with myself, but you just, you just do it. And if it happens, you know what to do. So, you know, Emily, I would not, not know the first thing to do with myself in snow for yeah. my life. 
I, me neither. I, me either. I can't me fathom. Either. I, no. I am so tired of being cold and I live in the <laughs> South. And I am with you a hundred percent. I'm and, with you. So I don't. I, I do not enjoy being cold at all. No, I, no. I, I. People who like like our mutual friend Joe Saxton, where she's always like, "There's no bad weather, just bad clothing." And I'm like, I mean, I believe you, but also, it's but also very cold. <laughs> it's very cold. No, we we need to be allowed to wear or able to wear flip flops year round. Year round. That's oh, you're probably, a flip flopper year round. I yes, want flip flops. I, I want flip flops until Thanksgiving, and I want them back out before Easter. I'm okay. <laughs> Closed toe shoes for three and a half months, four months. But when the, here, when the temperature goes below like 85, it's boots weather. So, yeah. <laughs> You're like, where's my call? Oh, it's coming. Exactly. exactly. The thing we're really bonding over right now, you and I, in our text messaging, is we're both doing oh. Invisalign. <laughs> I know. Have I told you that I am actually an Invisalign dropout? already like Tell the I did story. it once before okay, okay. so but then they <sighs> put the little anchors on your teeth and you just quit wearing I did and so you just, just lived quit. with anchors on your teeth I well no I went and got them so okay hold on <gasps> yeah so I had thing. I had braces as a kid yep and if you don't wear your retainer right they tell you your teeth will move back right and I was like whatever I know better I'm good. So of course my bottom teeth just moved back enough, enough for me to be like enough bugged about it that I went sure. to a dentist, decided to go see an orthodontist. Um, in, in Tampa, when we used to live there, I had like baby twins at home and a yeah. four-year-old and I decided to do Invisalign and it's, it's like a commitment. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you think about it a lot. You have to take them in and out. And my husband absolutely dies when I lay them down somewhere. He's like, <laughs> come get your teeth. Come and get your teeth. Come and get your teeth. So I just How I many just weeks gave up. in were you in your first round? I was supposed to be in them for, I think, a year. And I think I got about halfway through and I was like, I, I just, I cannot. I just cannot. It was driving me so crazy. And I, I just went and had them t- the things taken off and I was like, forget it. But then, then I decided once, you know, a few years had gone by and I don't know. I didn't have like tiny little babies running yeah. around and said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it again. I went back and this time I saw an orthodontist, not a dentist. And he said, I only needed to do the bottom tray, which Got is it. a lot easier than ju- than doing both. So I am, I've been really good about it. I think working with an orthodontist, he fit them better to my teeth so they don't yeah. feel as clunky, yeah. but, but we started the same day. Yeah, like literally. you posted about it. And I was like, I have these things in my mouth. And then they, we were both struggling with them, like bothering our gums. Yes. And then you you were like, what do I do about this? And I was like, nail file. I'm a veteran. Every a orthodontist file. is going to yell at us, but we no. file our <laughs> Invisalign trays. We file our Invisalign we trays. We don't change it's the true. shape. It's just where it touches your gum. When it's been yeah. chiseled out of plastic, it is sharp sometimes. It is so, it is so sharp. This yes. particular had, tray, as you know, we just traded to new yeah. trays. This particular tray, I put it in and there are no sharp anythings. I was hey. so happy. I was like, You no, got a good one. I got a good tray. This week is a good That's week. Good. That's good. Um, I thought about you when they put on the anchors on my teeth last week because I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know I was going to have dots oh. on my teeth. I don't know how yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It, yeah. it kind of changes the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you also taught me uh, that there's like a thing you can do to learn how to talk with your Invisalign in. Yes. Right? Was, 
The 60s? The yeah, S- you have to count the 60s. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to, I mean, I count the 60s from 60 to 69 about 10 times a day right now. Really? Working on, yes, because <laughs> the other option is if I take mine out every time I'm talking, I will never wear them. <laughs> you will never, you will never wear them. That's Between so true. Between podcasting and Instagramming and being on a team, I will yeah. never wear them if I take them out when I talk. Yeah. And so I was like, guess what? Everybody's just going to have to suffer with me. We're all, we're all walking this journey together. <laughs> we are walking the journey together. I know. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. When right, do you so, get yours off? Or uh, done? When are you finished? 12 to 18 months, he said, but I'm trying to be real committed to 12. I'm real committed yeah. for 12. <laughs> I need you to know I've I've struggled, Emily. This is why I'm really glad we're talking about your new book, Growing Boldly, because I have really struggled in the last couple of weeks with some things I've signed up for that take a year plus to complete. <laughs> I have a list that says things that will be done by 2022. And just to say to myself, this is only this year. This is not the rest of your life. And so I'm hoping if I stay real consistent with Invisalign that it will. um, It will be done. Yes. But guys, let's talk about, I mean, you built Simplified, which by the way, here's my planner right in front of us. I love you. I I love how much you love it. It's awesome. I don't know a life without it ever again is the real. It makes me so happy. And your whole new book about growing boldly is about how to build a life you love. And one of the things you kind of mentioned multiple times is like, it's never fast. No, it is never fast. And it always takes a lot of work. Yeah. I know. Make me feel okay about that. Remind me that it's okay that everything takes time. Everything takes time. You know, the word build has always been something that's... um, I don't know. It's always been really special to me. And it's like the word I choose, you know, people choose words of the year. Yeah. 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 I I love that word. And I always come back to it because it's so actionable. Building something takes work. It takes time. It takes a plan. And I wanted to, I wanted to write this thing because I feel like there are, I'm looking over here because it's, it's yellow and it's It's right here. So beautiful. It's so happy. There's a lot of books out there about how to like hustle really hard and be a boss babe and like be an overnight success and and whatever. And like, it didn't happen that way for me at all. It took a lot of intentionality and a lot of like decision-making, just like you said, every single day, every single hour to say, I'm committed to this. I want to build a life I love. I want to do the work. Um, and I'm, and I'm committed to do all the things that it's going to take to get me there. You know, why growing boldly? I know you probably answered that a lot, but I want to know from my friend. I mean, BFF, yeah. tell me why that's what this was the right title. Because growing, right growing, growing is slow. Growing is slow. A plant does not is not rush. So you're saying we do it yeah. boldly, but we don't get to rush it. Right. Have you experienced this, that naming books is harder than writing them sometimes? like This particular one, that sounds fun, was pretty easy. <laughs> but yes, the ones before this one have all been, yeah. I mean, it's so hard. I still have on my royalty reports for looking for lovely, the royalty yeah. report still says, remember the beautiful, because that's what we <laughs> thought we were going to call it. And so, yes, l- labeling books and titling them is challenging. It's like naming a child. Well, the subtitle is Dare to Build a Life You Love. And that was like the first sentence that I wrote for the book. And I I just knew that the subtitle was going to be that, Dare to Build a Life You Love. Growing Boldly came, it, it was something that kind of came as I was writing, that we're all growing every single day. Whether we like it or not, we're growing. Yeah. But to grow boldly requires to make a choice to say, I'm not just going to be reactive and allow myself to 
just grow older every day. I'm going to be proactive and say, this is who I want to be. This is what I want my life to look like, whether that's building a business or cultivating your family or relationships or whatever it is for you saying, this is, I'm going to paint the picture. This is what I want it to look like. And I'm going to be bold about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be unapologetic about it. And I'm going to, I'm going to do the work required to get there. Wow. Yeah. The work required to get there. That I don't want to do all of that, Emily. I'm just telling you the real. I don't, I mean, the work, (laughs) how do we do the work to build the thing we want to build, whether it's a family or an organized home or a business and, and still rest enough? Yeah. So I really like um, acronyms. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I love a good structure. I love a good structure. And I took the word build and broke it down into five pillars, if you will, um, or principles that I think are important to remember when you're trying to do the work or when you hit that place where you're like, I have no more energy left to, you know, continue on. So it's the word build and it's broken down into the B is believe in who you are and whose you are. Mm. And so this is about remembering how, who God made you to be and what gifts he innately put in you from the very beginning that you have to work with. Um, you is utilize what you have. Um, so often we think I'm not educated enough. I'm not interesting enough. Mm. I'm not, you know, wealthy enough, whatever it is, but we have so much more um, at our disposal, more resources than we even realize. Sometimes we just have to take a step back and look at them. Wow. Um, the I. Okay, hold is, on though. Let me stop with that because yeah. when you said on page 24, this is one of my favorite things. You said, yeah. We each bring something unique and different to the world. The yeah. secret to being successful, and if you ask me, happy, is figuring out who you are and embracing it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So it's, I think that is such a like key part of this how often do we give ourselves the time to remove like all the hats we wear? Um, and we all wear so many hats. When do we give ourselves time to remove them and like get to know, like who's Annie underneath all of that? Who, who are you outside of being a podcaster, a speaker, an author? Like you're in your heart of hearts. Like who are you in there? And so there's work, there's these worksheet pages that we work through lots of them to get to know the things that make you tick, Mm -hmm. the things that make you, you happy, you know, Mm -hmm. and then how that's great segue into the eye is imagine the life you love, the life you want. Oh, I love it. Visualizing it and yes. figuring out ways to infuse it with things that are fun, that are joyful. I'm by the way, your book so good. <laughs> thank Nailed you. it. Oh, Nailed it. Thank you. I think it is so important to have fun and to infuse our lives with things that bring us joy. And um, so yeah, that's the I. Then the L is love people well, not just, you know, we have a responsibility to live our best lives, but also like bringing people along with us impacting the kingdom for good, um, not just in our own little bubbles. And then the D is do what matters, forget the rest. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Brooklyn. And some mornings you wake up energized and ready to take on the day and other days you feel more like putting the covers over your head and going back to sleep. I get it. 
But let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why, okay? Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. So Rich and Vicky started Brooklinen because like you and me, they were trying to find beautiful home essentials that didn't break the bank. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen. It's the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, and they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and taste. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. I absolutely love my Brooklinen sheets. I own multiple sets, so I actually never have to sleep on any others, even when one set is in the wash. But Brooklinen is so much more than sheets, y'all. They've got comforters and pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself to help you do that. Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. brooklinen.com and use promo code that sounds fun at checkout. And now back to finish our conversation. Okay, Emily, so in the book, I mean, you really tell the story of starting Simplify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was um, from scratch, like in my guest room, the whole, the whole story. Do you know, I actually read today on Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx, yeah. on her Instagram about how her best friend passed away, actually, when they were roommates, which is heartbreaking. Oh and gosh. so she's saying, I built Spanx in her empty bedroom. And I will never forget that, like, my oh my, my second bedroom. And so, so she's so her. She's like, my best friend is so intertwined with the story yeah. of this company. What about building Simplified in your house with your family yeah. is so woven into that company? You know, when I, at the time, back in 2008, I was working, like climbing a corporate ladder and had a master's degree and was doing all the things. And I was kind of miserable. I felt pulled in Mm. two, you know, different directions. I had this new family, this, my husband and I had just gotten married. We wanted to have kids. Um, We had this house that, you know, we were trying to make a home and I was really lonely. Mm. Uh, That's a part of the beginning of Simplify that I don't think I've shared very much. And I share throughout the book that I didn't have a lot of friends. I was in a new city and I didn't have a lot of joy in my life. Uh, We were newly married, so that was joyful, but I didn't have a lot of friends. And um, I think that's really important to say, Emily, because I just sat with a young married woman yesterday and she said, when my mom drove away from the house that I just moved into with my husband, I cried the rest of the day because I suddenly realized like, oh, I live with this guy and I don't live with my family (laughs) and I don't live with my friends. And now this is the rest of my life. And I I think maybe married people don't tell us that enough. So thank you for telling us that that you were lonely. I was lonely and I was new. And um, I tried to insert myself into groups of friends that were around us, but it just didn't fit. Mm. A lot of people tell me I was strange or weird because I wanted to like start a company, which is, you know, back then it was, it wasn't something people were doing. Right. So there's a lot of, um, you know, Simplified wasn't just born out of like, I have this great idea. I'm going to make a company all about organizing. Like it was not, (laughs) it was not that it was like, 
a kind of lonely girl who had done all the right things in her life in terms of like, you know, got the master's degree, got the good job, was doing, you know, on paper, it looked really good, but I was just so miserable. Mm. And I, I was desperate for community. I was desperate to have some sort of control over our lives where I felt like we were living in a routine, like we were, we were doing the things. And so Simplified, you know, was born that way. And it was a lot of staying up late. Mm. I was telling the story last night to a friend that I would stay up until three o'clock in the morning <gasps> and then go to sleep and wake up at six and drive an hour to my full-time job and do that. And they come home. Oh my gosh. And there's so that, that is necessary. And that's, that's part of the book that I think is so important to kind of get across that in my story, but also the other stories of women I share who've done cool things or hard things. Like there's, there's a level of grit required Mm. to, and we all have it. We just have to like find it. There's a level of grit and and hustle and like, you can do hard things. Yes, I can stay up late. Yes, I will do the sacrifice. To steal a word a phrase from Dave Ramsey, I will live like no one else so that I can hopefully eventually live like no one else. Yeah, yeah. The tough part for me and the lessons I've learned along the way is that you have to balance that out. Yeah. You have to balance the hustle with the rest. The the go the you know, go 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 with the let's fill back up with truth with rest with nourishment so that I can, you know, then go and do the good work. Yeah. So yeah. That grit. Talk about everybody having it because I think one of our worries as women is that if your personality doesn't look like my personality, that you don't have grit or you don't have, you know, if you're not trying to build a thing that everybody sees that maybe you don't have grit in you. And I actually think I probably have less grit than a lot of the women I know who stay home full time, who are raising kids and working, who are yeah. grieving a bigger loss than I've known. I mean, I, I, will you just talk about how it lives in all this? How do we even find it? I think that it, we find it when we decide to find it. I think mm. we make it's a decision we make. It's not something that like you better preach. It, just, it bubbles up, you know. It, it yeah. doesn't just. It, it it happens. We discover it when we decide to find it because it is, it is in there for all of us. And for, for so many of us, especially this past year, when we are pushed out of our comfort zones, when we go up against the hard thing, we have no other choice, but to like go through it. We can't, we couldn't get around 2020. Mm-hmm. We couldn't avoid everything that happened. We had to go through it. And that is where we all discovered that we are more capable than we ever ever thought possible, yes. you know? What and did so that look me, like at y'all's house? What did it look like for you oh to realize you're more capable than you realized in 2020? I, it looked like two kindergartners on a Zoom school. It was oh. awful. It was God aw- bless I mean, teachers. I mean, God bless God them. bless the teachers. They, I mean, I think we all decided and learned a lot about teachers last yeah, year. Yeah, no kidding. For us, it was it was chaotic. I mean, I mm-hmm. was trying to write a book. I was trying to, uh, I turned this book in four weeks before COVID started. Oh my or, gosh. Four weeks. But I, you know, had a, we all had a lot going on with work, but then right. when our, when things really shut down and our kids were home, at first I was like, Oh, I love to make, take a mess and make it simple and just organize it and and master it. So I was like, (laughs) watch me flex every creative muscle I have. And like, 
I will set up the school in the kitchen at the kitchen table. I will, we will have a routine and I will put it on the refrigerator and like, watch us do this. Yep, yep. And that lasted for like five days, maybe <laughs> five, more like five minutes. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh wait, this is like really, this is really hard. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, like I, I realized like this is just going to require me getting up every morning and deciding to do the hard thing. And that's what wow. grit is. Yeah. Grit is, is looking at what's in front of you and saying, uh, you know, I'm going to, what did I say? I'm going to eat the frog first. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have to eat a frog, eat the frog first yeah. thing in the morning so you can go on with the rest of your day. But like do, do the hard thing. Some yeah. of our friends listening, I would imagine are saying to you and me, I, I would love to get out of bed, but I can't today. Like I just can't yeah. today. And yeah. I, I listen to podcasts in bed because I can't get out. And yeah. And so what does grit look like while you're still in the middle of, of the lowest point? You know, as someone who struggles with anxiety, like a lot, I get that feeling. And I, I, I understand the spiral that can happen sometimes that just sucks the absolute life out of us. Yeah. And we find ourselves in those places where it, it's difficult to discern the next step forward, right? For me personally... I have found that sometimes it's best to allow that to happen, like Mm. allow that to happen, allow the feelings to be felt, allow it to wash over us and know that there's a time and a season. Like there is a time and a season where our bodies are telling us that it does, it needs rest. It needs extra sleep. It needs, you know, a little more care, love and care. And then there are times when we're going to do the work, you know? So especially after that last year, I think for us to have grace with ourselves is just really important. Man, me too. I was so interested watching in 2020 because it felt like in March of last year, there was a grit galore. People were going to do this. We were going to be okay. We were (laughs) were going to bake bread. We were going to learn to knit. Reorganize every closet. This is our chance. We can't leave for two weeks. So I'm going to get everything in order. And then as the spring continued, I lost a lot of that motivation. It was just like, I'm just going to do my job. And and then as summer got here, I was like, I'm not even all that interested in anything. I would like to just have normal life. And so uh, Mm -hmm. will you talk about where where perseverance, I mean, scripture says, let perseverance do its work. And sometimes that looks like getting up out of bed and sometimes it looks like resting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think perseverance, it also looks like um, making a decision about how we're going to feel that day, you know, Mm -hmm. and even if our, even if our hearts don't feel it or our brains don't feel it, like we, we just decide this is how we're going to approach the day. And writing this book was different than my others in that I was able to share stories from other women who have gone up against like really big sometimes tragic things. Mm-hmm. I won't give away too much, but my, my friend Christy, I share her story in the beginning in the first chapter and she has two terminally ill children. Oh and she told me, I will never forget this. She said, I, I said to her, like, how do you put your feet on the floor? Yeah. She's four kids, two girls, two boys, two of her boys have cystinosis. Um, it's a genetic kidney disease. And I said, how do you, how do you put your feet on the floor every day? And she said, Sometimes what I have to remind myself is that there are 
there's work to be done. Like Mm. I I have these four children, they're all looking at me and they're all looking at me, uh, you know, as an example. And their, their, um, family motto is we do hard things. So every night they get in bed, they, they're taking their kids in and they talk about their days and they say, what was the hard thing you did today? And it could be standing up in front of the class. Uh, it could be having an argument with someone or it could be that taking their medication or whatever, but we all do hard things. And, and that's kind of their thing. And she told me at the end of our conversation, I said, do you, do you just, do you pray nonstop for a cure for this disease? And she said, yeah, that or something better. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? And she said, I do. I, I pray for that or something better because if, if God if, if this is our glory story, mm. there could be something better that God is going to do with this entire situation. And so we just have to live wow. for his, for his glory and all of it. And I was like, wow. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She decided that is how we feel. That is how we're facing everything. You know? Wow. Yeah. Your glory story. I've never heard you say that before. Do you glory use that a story. lot? Yeah, it's hers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's she, beautiful. She says that's their, it's their glories. When I asked her if I could share her story and I, I could interview her for the book, she said, we all have a glory story. This is ours. Mm. And if, you know, how am I going to bring glory to God if I'm yeah. not going to share our glory story? So what was it about sharing? Uh, why was this the right time for you to give us such insight into Simplified and like really yeah. the behind the scenes of this company yeah. you started, why is this the right time? Did you hit some sort of marker at Simplified? Did y'all hit some sort of goal that you're like, now I'll tell the story. Was there some setup to that? No, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years, uh, almost 13 years. And I've just started to feel over the last couple of years, like it's transitioning into something. And I wasn't really oh, wow. sure. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I just felt, I felt God nudging me in a, couple different ways, but one of them was I, he, I really felt like the word bold, like he just Mm. kept putting it on my heart and he wanted me to be bold about a lot of things, but especially about how we built a company that impacts thousands, tens of thousands of women around the world on a daily basis. Literally on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And the fact that, you know, we're not just selling planners. I, mean, I, I say all the time, the day that I own a planner company is the day I don't want to do this anymore because it's too much work. <laughs> but, but like we, we have created this, this thing that's like, it's connecting women, it's empowering them, it's equipping them with information and community. And it's like, it's like serving Emily of 2008 with everything wow. she needed back then and was so thirsty for. And so I just think if, if we all looked at our lives and whatever it is we're trying to build. And we thought about it in a different way about like, how can we make the world like a richer, more beautiful, more connected place, you know, with whatever it is we bring to the table, like, holy cow, we could change. So we could change so much. And the second part of that is that in, um, I had it on my heart that there was someone on our team that I wanted to promote to be our chief operating officer that would allow me to not step away from Simplified, but to to do what only Emily can do for Simplified. Yeah. Um, it's continue my work as an author and like teaching, you know, all the things we talk about at Simplified. And so we did that. And it was a really huge move um, for the company and for me personally. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just a, it was a really transitional year. I also thought that there was a lot of books out there telling you 
be a boss babe, but like, where's the book that's a telling me how to actually do it and Mm. B telling me about what it really means to balance that out. Yeah. Let's get nitty gritty about owning a business for a few minutes for any of our friends that are listening that own businesses. It's I, cause I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. We live and die over here by Annie does what only Annie can do. Will you kind of explain, I mean, that's what you did. Will you explain what it means when Emily does what only Emily can do? Because this is, I think this is what gets someone to hire their first employee and what gets someone to go from, I can, I, I, I don't have the money to hire my first employee. And you and I are saying you actually don't have the money to not hire. Like you've got to. You, you've got to, and you can't grow beyond where you are if you're in that position without it. Yeah. I remember when we hired our first employee, I remember just being like, I need help. I just don't know what you're going to do. And so she came to my house, my little guest room, and she sat next to me at my little white desk and just sat there while I answered emails. And she was like, I'll do that. I'll take that. Wow. This is my job now. And she was so good. And my, my whole team is so good even now about being like, no, Emily, we are going to take that away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need you to be the, be the face, you yes. know, and do the things, write the books, be on camera, do the things that only Emily can do. And it's, that is so hard for me because I don't know if you know this about me, but I like the things to be in my control all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I like perfection and everything like, you know, anyway, it's, it's been a real learning experience for me to be like, No, there are really talented people working with you that can do these things probably better than you can. So that's one of the funny things about that. That sounds fun network is people always talk to me about whether their show should join or can they pitch their show or whatever. And I'm like, y'all don't understand my role at the network. I like (laughs) the face you see. There are three other employees over there who actually run the network. I'm just, I'm just kind of like the face and one of the founders, right? But. And and so I also think you saying this, the way it started is very similar to my first employee too, where I sat down with someone else and I said, let me tell you what I need. And that person said, let me tell you what that job is. And now go hire that job. Um, So how do you know? So one of our friends is listening. Maybe they heard us both at Business Ah. Boutique, Christy Wright's Business Boutique, or they're getting ready to start their new bread baking thing because they can't let it go from 2020. Yep, yep. How do you know who to hire first? Oh man, I have a lot of feelings on this. I hire for integrity mm. over over skill set any day of the week. All day. I, if, if you are a great human, if you're like a really fantastic human, I don't care what your resume is. It, it, and my company is not at a place where we're hiring like a CFO or someone who needs right. you know a specific skill set. We have always hired good humans and then put them into their role. You can teach. People can learn. Yep. And so I would say if you're looking to bring someone into your circle to help grow or build whatever it is that you're doing, you you 100% hire for integrity first. Yes. Hire that good, is, good humans. That is right. I, I think yeah. if you're just hiring because you're trying to, this is the same conversation you and I have too of like, if you chase yeah. money. You are right. going to lose. If you chase influence and chase making a difference in people's lives, money is going to come. But it will follow. that's going right. to require yep. you being generous and require you being brave and require require yeah. you to do something you haven't seen other people do if you're going to go after making a difference, believing mm-hmm. that the money will eventually follow. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. 
and having those, how many people are on the simplified team now? So we have, um, there's nine of us, nine women. We're all remote and, um, it just works. You're all remote. Nobody's at a warehouse. No. Yep. We have a warehouse. It's funny. The warehouse is actually my husband's business had, we're extra warehouse space. So we started a company there that is a <laughs> fulfillment company. Well and done. so now we have a warehouse and they, they're, we, they're not, te- you know, technically on our team, um, but they do ship everything. But yeah. yeah, so there's nine of us and we're all remote. We've always been all remote. And, um, you know what, it just, it just really works because all along the way I've hired people who just care a lot about encouraging others and helping, you know, our community and being mm-hmm. part of the team and, there's been a lot of education along the way about how to do certain things, but they're just good people. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier. My, one of my favorite quotes from your book where you're like, figure out who you are and embrace it. Like go after it because we need people to figure out uh, the the people I'm hiring are not the people who want to be Annie F downs. Like they need to go start their own thing. They need to go start their own and go after their, I want people who see what we're doing and want to be a part of what we're doing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Thrive. If you haven't heard me talk about them before, Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Now, that is something I can get behind. I love y'all. I love being a member of Thrive Market. It's where I get all my pantry staples. My favorite organic almond butter to eat with my apple discs, bone broth for soups. They have such a great collection of healthy foods, snacks, body care products. And not only do they bring them straight to your door, thank you very much for making my daily life simpler. You're also giving back when you join Thrive. Through Thrive Gives, their one-for-one membership matching program, every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. Their website makes it easy to shop by like 70 plus diets or values like keto or paleo, gluten-free, vegan, and more. It's the place to find high quality, healthy, and sustainable products online. You can get your choice of thousands of wholesome food, home, and beauty products curated just for members. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need, organic and essential groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home products, all ethically sourced. Join Thrive Market today and get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. Again, that's 25% off your first order, y'all. And an exclusive free gift when you go to Thrive Market, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash that sounds fun. Enjoyed guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every order. Y'all, when I first joined Thrive, I couldn't believe how much I saved on my initial order, which pretty much paid for the membership itself. Thrive Market is good for you and good for the planet. Orders of $49 or more are shipped for free and delivered with carbon-neutral shipping from their zero-waste warehouses. Thrive Market now has two membership options, the monthly membership for $9.95 a month or 12-month membership for $5 a month, billed at $59.95 and an exclusive new offer for you guys. Join today and get 25% off your first order and a free exclusive gift. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish our conversation with Emily. Emily. 
where do you find your employees? Where do they come from? Are they friends of friends? Are they, you on a are you on a job search site? Are you no? What is it? Our um, so Brittany Worth, who's our COO, she actually we met because I hired her, met her at a conference, and hired her to be a proofreader, and oh, she wow. proofread. Our planners uh, ages ago, I can't remember how long now, but ages ago. And then after that, she was kind of looking for something part time. And so she came on and managed our wholesale program and then just kind of grew and grew and grew. But you know, what's really cool is not, not just that we've built this company and we're, you know, doing what we're doing, but that like the company is impacting these women's lives as well. Mm. These, these nine people who are part of it. And I think that the way we do work is so different than other companies in terms of being remote and allowing people to like live their best lives yeah. outside of work and supporting that. Um, I, I've also seen a shift in the environment, in the work environment in general within the last year with COVID and everything. I think we're on a, a different trajectory as a, as a world. Really? I don't, I, don't think that, I don't think that we'll go back. Do you? I don't think that we'll go back to the way things were. I don't know. No, I don't think we're going to have the normal that we had in 2019. I think the world will open, yeah. continue to open back up again. But yeah. no, I mean, big companies having 400 people in an office. I don't know that that goes back to when everybody's figured right. out how to. I mean, even us, we all come in every day unless we don't. Yeah. Unless we work from home, right. you know, whereas a year and a half ago, right. it was like, no, we all work at work. Why would you work at home? And now it's like. There's someone coming to fix something at the house. I'm just going to work from home and take that meeting on Zoom. And you're like, okay, great. Okay, great. Right. I know. We got forced into it, but Talk about the level of trust you have with your employees, with everybody being um, remote. That's a good question. So um, when I started the company, um, wholeheartedly, one of the reasons I started it was because I wanted to have flexibility to be the Mm -hmm. kind of mom I wanted to be eventually. Mm -hmm. My mom was a teacher for almost 40 years and she was available for things. She was there with us after school. She was with us during the summertime. So I wanted, I wanted that, but I didn't have that spiritual gift to be a teacher like she did. Mm -hmm. So part of starting Simplified was so that I could have a job, but also be available as a mom all along the way, even as we've grown and grown and grown. I've always gut checked that. Like if things feel out of balance, it's always because I don't have the flexibility I need to do life mm. and to do work. Wow. And that is something that I wanted to afford all of our employees as well, which as you know, being on a team can be hairy, especially when suddenly we have kids being homeschooled and lots of people having babies or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge amount of trust that goes into that. But again, if you've hired someone for integrity and you've really gotten to know them, you know, beforehand, then that's not something that is ever really an issue, you know? My my manager, Kelly, and I kind of had to come to Jesus about it, maybe maybe in November, pretty late in the yeah. pandemic. And because I was I was telling her everything I was doing. I was like, I'm going to do this yeah. and then I'm going to do this. And she and one day she was like, and I was like, but then I'm just going to take those two hours and go do something else. And she was like, do you think everybody who works for you does their job every day? I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah, I think they do. And she was like, do you think you have to tell me because you think I don't trust your working? And I was like, oh, I don't trust as much as I thought I did because I don't even trust myself. Why am I feeling like I have to wrap myself out if I'm making a change in my schedule? Like I'm not going to get my job done. 
Right. Right. You worry about, you're worried about other people as well. No, I, I get that. So one of the things that we implemented at Simplified was batch planning mm-hmm. and we take a day, like once every six months and we will plan all of our social media content, all of our blog content, emails, oh everything. First, it, it, it's like a marathon day. So yeah. Like that is like a lot o'clock. of snacks. A lot of snacks, a lot of coffee, <laughs> so like many snacks, all the, all the things. And it's all nine of us. And we do that. And then we've got a plan in it. We use Asana, the project management system. I've never um, heard of it. Do I need to look plan. at it? Oh, Andy. We what? use Slack. Asana? Yeah. No. Oh, A-S-A-N-A. <gasps> okay. Asana. I, okay, okay. After this, we're going to, I'm going to have to screen share and show you everything. <laughs> I would die without it. It is so helpful. We, so we put our whole plan for six months in there so that my team and I, if I'm teaching virtual kindergarten during the day or whatever yeah. it is, I can get my job done at night or whatever. We can, we can Got flex it. our schedules as needed because every task Every requirement, every expectation, every everything is in this system. And so if you're checking the boxes and saying you did the things and I'm seeing them, you're good. You right, know, like I, right. there's so much transparency in it. But batch planning like that six months in advance, it's so much work on the front end. But like those six months are so seamless because it's all been done. It's yes, all there. yes. Tell me yeah. about how how is that kind of system because a lot again I keep thinking about our friends who are starting building things how's that kind of system actually help you take time off and actually help you have balance and boundaries in your work so I am the kind of person like my brain just spins all the time and I'm constantly thinking like through my to-do list did I did I do all the things is anything on fire is it like (laughs) no everybody okay I and know. then as the, as the CEO, you know, I'm always like, is everyone happy? I'm the, oh, I'm yeah. the Enneagram too. You know, it's so like, is there, does anybody need me? Is there any, anybody need a hug? <laughs> what can I do? Um, yeah. Right. Right. And so having a system like that, it, it helps me know, like, here it all is. You can see everything because with everyone remote, sometimes it's kind of like everything lives in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure yeah. Everything is in one place and you're able to just kind of see like the progress, the temperature, everybody's, everybody's good. And it helps my anxiety just kind of Mm. temper down, you know, I'm a worrier, but yeah. Oh, me too. And I just think there, I think a lot of people think if I build my own company, I will never Mm -hmm. get a break. And if Mm -hmm. I build, if I start this thing, I'm listening to my friend Molly talk about it right now about starting a food truck. She does a thing called Sunday Bakes and she's like thinking about starting. She's like, what am I going to get trapped in? And I think the beauty of 2021 is there are a lot of systems for us as we build companies that will help us have boundaries so that you stop Absolutely. working. Yeah. I think you have you have to choose a system and stick with it. People ask me all the time, like, how do I, how do I, you know, get into using a planner or what, you know, system should I use for my family? The, the magic is you just, you have to pick one and then you have to dedicate yourself <laughs> to it yeah. and say like, I, this is it. Everything lives in here. I'm going to do everything in here. And then, you know, once you're using it, you can then kind of plan for, you know, things that are going to come up or, or whatever, but just having everything in one place is so very helpful. And it helps with boundaries as well, because 
that's something that you can kind of close and walk away from, you know? Yes. I mean, there are times where I will, the only thing I'll leave at work is my simplified planner. Because if I leave it at work, I can't add to the list or deal with the list. It is. You can deal with it when you come back. I just need you to know, I'm going to show you. This thing is so intense. I write everything in my planner. I mean, I outline (laughs) podcasts that Eddie and I are recording. I I outline, I make a list of every single thing I need to do. It is, you are right. If we will just put all of our things somewhere, it actually frees. I, I, I wonder sometimes if, men and women feel like if I organize or make lists, it's going to give me more work to do. And what I found since using my simplified planner for the last year and a half year mm-hmm. is that it actually makes me feel like there's less to do. Cause once it's on a list, it's out of my brain. And that is a hundred percent. The key to avoiding that burnout or overwhelmed feeling is just getting it out, yep. getting everything out of your head. I get with the kids and the work and all the things like I, I will get like that at the end of the day where like, there's too many things going on. There's too many things in my head and you just have to get it, get it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, can I make one simplified planner request? Absolutely. Currently I use the heart shaped paper, clip. paper clips yeah. to tell me where today is. Do you have okay. another way to tell me where today is? Do you have like a, a ruler or something I can put in the middle? What, how do I know what today I is? D- I don't have a, I don't have a ruler. I know what you're talking about when those things that like clips in, yeah. but I do have a page marker. It's magnetic and it like, it's like a ah, little alligator. Mouth. I bet and there's one. Right I over. bet it came in my little pack when I got my planner yeah. pack, right? And you just kind of, you just kind of slip it over it and then there you have it. Right okay, there. great. That's great. Yeah. I, that was my Probably only, I was like, when I get Emily on the pod today, because it gets real, um, <laughs> it gets real thick right here where I have to like figure it out. So, have you always been a paper planner person? That's a um, that's a great. You did that very well. Um, yeah. Yes, when I am being my best self, I'm a paper planner person. Now, our oh, whole yeah. company runs off of iCal, like, Same like yep. every so that everybody knows where I am. Everybody knows yeah. what when we have open time to schedule things. So, yeah. like the big things are there, but but what Annie's job is and what Annie has to do today is paper. I love it. You just way too much satisfaction of like. Marking it off. off. Yeah. And and one of my favorite rhythms is on Friday, usually on Fridays at work. One of the things I do is go through my simplified planner for the next week and, and outline the whole schedule. That's what I do. Really? Did I steal that from you? I bet I got that in one of your trainings. That's right. I may have learned (laughs) it from you. I may have just taken it from one of your trainings. It's great. I love it. What does that do for you? Why do you think about the next week on Friday? Because no week looks the same. Um, so I actually do it on Sundays. Um, Brian and I will kind of compare calendars because he's always going 90 directions and so am I. And then yeah. the kids, our kids are uh, 10, 6, and 6. My twins are 6. And um, they're like going in all directions. Now that things are starting <laughs> to open back up too, it's like, oh, we're doing soccer and ballet and, you know. Anyway, so on Sundays, we look at what's going on and then outline the week. Um, I, we use iCal as well. Mm-hmm. And so we, I will just download everything into there. And then it just helps me prepare and get ready for what's going on so I can make sure I have all my ducks in a row. And, and uh, yeah, it just helps me know what's going on. I like doing it Friday and then it releases my brain Saturday and Sunday. Like I kind of go, mm-hmm. I know what's coming next week. Great. I don't yeah. have to worry. I don't have to worry on Saturday. Do I have to be somewhere early on Monday? Cause I've already worked through that. I do or don't, you know, I have a friend that told me she, um, does her grocery shopping on Fridays and she does ah. it so that on the weekend, she's not like, you know, 
taken any of her weekend time to do it. Yeah. I I mean, rhythms. A life without rhythms is dangerous to me. Me too. Wholeheartedly. I wouldn't get anything done. (laughs) No. When everything's willy-nilly, I can't. There should be some things that are willy-nilly, but when you, but, but that's just not how I live. Okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Oh my goodness. Um, we covered Invisalign. Yeah. We talked all about the bright yellow book. Your, your new roof, your beautiful book, our my beautiful teeth, roof. our beautiful scheduling. We kind of went oh through gosh. all the best parts of our lives. We did. You know, I think about the last time I was on your podcast often because you you asked me a question and I remember being like, oh, like it, it was such a big, important question. You asked me, what do you know about God that I don't know living on the water? Yeah. And I, I think about it all the time. I think about like, what, what is God showing me here in this, this place, this particular place? And I don't remember what I said when you asked me. Yeah. Um, I, I remember being like, oh, this, I better have a good answer for this one. <laughs> but I do. I think about it all the time. And so I just wanted to tell you that. I think what I know yeah. living here in this space, on the water, this dangerous, beautiful, wonderful place is that God brings his son up every morning. So our, Mm. our house faces sunrise and every morning of 2020 and 2021, when I miss my family, you know, our extended family. And I was sad about my kids missing so much of stuff that was being canceled. And we, we even had to cancel a trip to London for Brian's 40th. Uh. I just felt at times like, God, like, where are you in all of this? Like what we're help. And every morning I would go outside and see the sunrise and think he brought it up again. Like he never wow. forgets. He hasn't forgotten about us at all. Yeah. Um, he brings the sun up every morning with the same enthusiasm as the very first time. And so your question stayed with me and kind of brought those thoughts about, and it's been such a comfort to me the last year to kind of reflect on this place that way. And that is a really beautiful new answer to it. So yeah, thank you mm-hmm. for that. that. That will change how I think about watching the sunrise. That's yeah. beautiful. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. <laughs> Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I was actually just telling a friend about this. So this is what my family has been doing for yeah. fun lately. It's just starting to become nice weather and we live, you know, here in the water and we took some bread outside the other day. Yeah. And we saw like one bird and we were like <laughs> tossing the bread to the bird, the little like, pieces of the crust of the bird and like 50,000 birds came. It was wild. <laughs> My kids were like, mom, what's happening? There were birds coming from everywhere like they were starving and that sounds fun so my kids when we're bored i'm like let's go feed the birds yeah and all we gotta do is go in the backyard start throwing bread in the air and they just come from they just like send out that's right they're like letting each other know you can go get fed at the lay's house you can get fed at the lay's house yes (laughs) that sounds fun oh i love it emily thanks for being on the show i just love you i'm proud to be your friend and i cannot wait for people to get this book Oh, you guys, isn't she the best? I learned so much. Oh my gosh. I just love talking to other business people about how they build the beautiful thing that they have built. Make sure you grab a copy of Emily's book, Growing Boldly. And if you aren't already, be sure to follow her and tell her thanks for being on the show today. And if you have a moment to rate and review and share this episode with your friends, it really means the world. 
If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Have a great weekend, y'all, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.